Do you feel like you're stuck in any of the following situations in your business? And does any of this resonate with you? Okay, stay with me. You feel like you are absolutely capped in your growth. You're maxed out in your capacity. You feel like you're probably the bottleneck in that growth at this point because either you don't have the time or the mental capacity or the money or whatever it might be that's capping you. You feel like you could be on the brink of burnout. Now, you don't have to check all of these boxes for this in important conversation to be true to you, but some of them, okay? So you're questioning yourself. You maybe feel some imposter syndrome. You have found success already, but you're starting to wonder why things feel so hard right now. You're starting to question why you feel so overwhelmed by team. What should you be doing with your team? Too much money is going out in the business. Your profit margins have maybe decreased or your profits have stagnated. And you start to ask yourself questions like, how am I back here again? Or what have I been doing wrong in order to you know, get myself here? Or I feel like I'm starting over. So any of those things, along with the stress that comes with them, the overwhelm that comes with them, you're in the S curve of business, okay? And awareness is key in order to navigate yourself through it. So today I'm going to be helping you feel less alone because I can't tell you how incredibly common this is. In fact, I don't know a single entrepreneur that hasn't navigated this, even if they weren't aware that this is what it was. You are incredibly capable. and I'm going to remind you of that. And I'm going to give you some tangible steps to gracefully navigate your way through this and to actually leverage it for good. So we are digging in to the S-curve in entrepreneurship, in business, and we are going to help you through it listen to this episode in full. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact, and you wanna feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles, and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You wanna wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. Are you in the dreaded S-curve? The answer is likely yes. If you answered yes to any of the questions that I just asked you, if you resonated with any of those symptoms of being in the S-curve, and if you're feeling any of those symptoms that I mentioned, then we are going, this is the perfect episode for you because we're going to break it down. What is it? Why are you in it? What have you done, quote, wrong? And what do you need to do to get through it better than you were when you came into it? So if you're wondering, oh my gosh, I found success previously, but what the hell is going on, this is the episode for you. So the S-curve has happened and you need to navigate your way through it. We need to break it down because no one's freaking talking about it, yet every 
entrepreneur is going to go through it, especially those of you that found success. If you never found success, you wouldn't be able to step into this. This wouldn't be a problem for you. So just by that, by default, this is a good problem to have. And I have not personally met a single business owner that hasn't navigated through this seemingly deadly curve. Not a single one, literally not a single one. In fact, it's the really successful ones that walk through it many times. And having the awareness that we're going to talk through today is going to change everything for you, for your team, for your possibility, profitability, all the things. But the ones that don't know what this is end up losing precious time. They end up losing money and not realizing what's going on. So they beat themselves up and they start to tell themselves a story that is not true. And this is most commonly where I meet people, right? This is where I have the opportunity to connect with entrepreneurs when they're feeling that max out, when they're feeling that burnout, when they're saying, hey, I did things good. I swear I had a successful business. I don't know what's going wrong. And when I meet them, because I understand this principle, it's easy for me being on the outside looking in to say to them, listen, I know this feels really overwhelming and I'm saying this to you and I've had to say it to myself many times. I know this feels really overwhelming, but this is not a reflection on your gifts. It's not a reflection on the success you've had. And this is also not a prediction of the future as long as you navigate this well. And what feels stressful to you is exciting to me because I know what can happen and what can come from this as an opportunity. So in the curve, often unknowingly, they're lacking clarity and vision. They don't know what their next steps should be. And because they're a go-getter, their MO is just to work harder, right? Like, I'm going to get through this. And I hear this all the time. Things like, this is just a really tough season, right? Or when we finally get this, this thing off the ground, or when we finally have a launch success, or when we get the client, we'll, we'll get out from under this. Or, or I'll hear, you know, the frustrations of, I can't believe I'm back here again, or I feel like I'm moving backwards, or I feel like I'm starting over. But little do they know that this season can actually be leveraged for massive growth. So I'm going to reference an episode a few times, episode 180 of the Luminary Leadership Podcast. It's about making failure profitable. There's an actual framework that helps you reflect on a failure or a struggle or a misstep or whatever and and leverage it for growth. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you, you earmark it and then you go back and listen to it. But just in this past week alone at the time of this recording, I am not kidding, I had conversations with six different successful business owners coming, coming in hot, like coming in hot into this S-curve, feeling everything from imposter syndrome to burnout to total doubt. And within an hour, just one hour conversation with some of these clients, we were able to help them navigate up out of the strife that they felt like they were in and into a better path forward. One hour. And I got emails and Voxer messages from them afterwards, and I'm going to read them to you. So let me pull them up here. Okay. This was from one of them. I got this a few hours, or I'm sorry, a day, a, I think a day later. Yeah. I see now that I was in total survival mode when we talked. Now, when people are in the S-curve, they're in survival mode. Thank you so much. Talking got me out of survival and back into my creative, innovative brain. I was able to bring in six grand since we chatted yesterday. I'm back, baby. Another message. Okay, I needed that. Now that I'm done beating myself up, I can see the path forward. Thank God. And then finally, another one that said, oh my God, thank you so much for that chat. I feel like a new person. And that's the thing. We feel like we're like having an out-of-body experience. We're not operating ourselves. So they said, I feel like a new person. I already booked two clients, stripped away a few things that we didn't need that were sucking my time and reworked stuff with the team so I can get time back to start building momentum again. The fog has finally lifted. 
This happens so much more than you'd realize. You guys, I just, I have to emphasize this. The part of the reason that I I did this episode, it actually wasn't in the plan. And then after I had those six encounters this week, I was like, oh my God, everybody's friggin' going through this and they're all going through it alone thinking there's something wrong with them. So I always say to my clients, you know, you can't see the label from inside the bottle. So when you're navigating something like this on your own, especially if you, the people that I attract, they're they're like me, they're very independent, they're resourceful, they're go-getters, they want to figure it out. And they also kind of want to hide the struggle they're facing because they are successful and they're surrounded by other successful people. They can't let that guard down and let the world know like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm failing, I'm struggling, whatever. So they put up appearances like everything's fine and they try and grit through it on their own so that nobody knows. It is one of the greatest mistakes that you could possibly make because you truly cannot see the label from inside the bottle. You need that external support so that you can break through this more quickly. I know people where this pain and suffering can last years versus the one hour conversation that you can have with someone that can, they can reflect something back to you that you just can't see. That's going to take you through it like fast and, and seeing the good in it that quickly. So do not try and navigate this alone. Your struggle is also not a reflection of your abilities or your previous success or how good you are at what you do. Like that's the story we often tell ourselves. It's just a lie. All of that still remains. You didn't just negate the years of success you had or the wins that you've had and your season of growth has led you to this point. Hello, that means you've grown. So it's a good problem to have. So now it's up to you to face it like a leader and more growth will actually come from this. And it's not supposed to be easy. And I feel like I have to put out like a daily PSA. I think I might just start a YouTube channel that's like kicking the pants with Liz. And I just get on a video and I'm like, hey, good morning. Just your reminder, entrepreneurs, it's not supposed to be easy. Go out there and do your thing. Like we have to be reminded of that when we walk through a tough season and we're like, why is it so hard? Because you signed up for hard. This is the path. I mean, I'm not saying that every day has to feel like crap or that you're never going to get ahead or that you feel like, oh my gosh, it's miserable. I'm not saying miserable. Hard is different than miserable. I'm saying you're being challenged. You're being pruned. You're being cultivated into who you need to be. So let's talk through first what the S-curve is. If you went to business school, maybe you know what this is. I did not go to business school, but I eagerly consumed all things business, kind of put myself through like the business school of hard knocks, reading my own stuff. So I remember learning about this years ago when I first got my business off the ground. And it was nice to refresh a few years back when I started to notice this pattern with my clients. Then I was like, I think this is that thing that I learned about. And sure enough. So the S-curve follows a pretty standard pattern for the most part. And this is what it looks like for most people. Okay. So you're you have the early stage of business where you don't necessarily have proof of concept or any of that. I'm not talking about that. But there comes a point where your business starts to grow. Good thing, right? Like you finally start getting some traction and your products start to sell or you start to book your services or whatever it is. And you maybe get more visibility and the demand is there and you get the referrals and business grows from that. Good thing, okay? Then you have customers that are spreading the word. And you have people that believe in what you're doing and you develop more of a name for your brand. Then you start to get this feeling of like, my problems are finally behind me. (laughs) Oh, what a cute thought. It's like when your baby first starts sleeping for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, they're finally doing it. Like they're going to continue sleeping forever, not realizing, oh wait, they have like 8 million regressions where you're going to be totally sleepless for the next like 100 years. Same premise. It's delusional thinking. So 
this is where things start to take a turn. As soon as you get comfortable, you get a little complacent. You get a little like, mm, look at me. I've, I've built something good. I've done something successful. I've got some money in the bank. We're growing. This is also where the business owner is often pulled out of their sweet spot in the business because things have started to take off and there's more to manage. There are more moving pieces. They have to start putting out fires, right? They have to manage people because they have a team now because they've hired to support the demand and the growth. They're implementing and the business hits the curve fast because they start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm managing problems more than I'm growing like I used to be. And this is usually where too many people make hires in an attempt to get back into their sweet spot or in back into um, a season of growth or an anticipation of more growth because you had growth, so you anticipate like, oh, we're going to keep growing. And they make adjustments to their pricing to get people in the door because like things have kind of slowed down and then their sales decline and they just start cutting corners. And that creates more stress. So now the business owner is not only not in their sweet spot, they have more demands because they're managing more people. They have more overhead, which can be really stressful. They have more money going out than they, not necessarily than they do coming in, but like the the ratio has tipped and it's not tipped in a good way. And it's taking them further and further out of their zone of genius, which leads to then burnout and feeling like a failure and and wondering when they're ever going to have the time to do the things that are actually going to grow the business. And they're in maintenance mode. Like we just have to stop the bleeding. We just have to keep this thing afloat. And they feel oftentimes like they're starting over because when you're in that curve, you had success. And now in this present moment, you don't. So you identify with the present moment instead of realizing that business is a cumulative experience. Like you see, if if you follow the stock market and a business, you know, goes in a different direction, right? In stock, you're not like, oh, that business has failed. It's all over. Like, because we're only basing it on this present moment. No, like there are ebbs and flows. So what do you do? Do you reduce your team size? Do you start firing people? Do you hire people to try to hire your way out of it? Um, Do you launch more? Do you work harder? Do you take on more hours? Do you take on more clients? Is it all falling apart? So that's what we're addressing today. The answer is no. (laughs) Don't do any of those things yet. There is a strategic way to navigate this. And there is a way that you can not only just navigate this and survive this, there's a way you can leverage this. So this plateau phase is where the rubber meets the road. This is a juncture that every successful entrepreneur is going to navigate. And it's a point where the rapid climb just kind of levels off. And you faced with you're faced with these different challenges now, okay? That they're gonna catch you off guard if you're not prepared. But now you have awareness. Now you understand that this is a part of business. So you can take more of the emotion out of it and just start to think like a strategic leader. And although you're feeling capped, as if you've hit kind of a glass ceiling in your growth despite all your hard work, That's not necessarily true. In fact, it's not true unless you allow it to be true. And the energy that you once had that was fueling your growth starts to wane because of all these stressors. That's just going to zap your energy, right? And it leads to that burnout and even questioning the direction that you've set for your business in the first place. So rein it in. We're going to fix the problem. You don't want to let overwhelm become a constant companion, okay? This is not your friend. You don't want to do life with overwhelm. You don't want this to become your natural state of being, and you got to stop asking the wrong questions. Instead of asking the questions of like, why is this getting harder? Why am I back to square one? This is a phase 
where even though maybe more money is flowing out and your, your business is bloated and your profit margin has shrunk, you have to start to ask the right questions. All right, what can we do better? Where are we overspending? What is working for us that we can double down on? Okay, so that, that's one just strategic leadership move is shifting from the wrong questions to the right questions. Because here's the exciting part. All of those feelings and all of those challenges, they are just indicators that you're where you need to be to get to where you're called to go next. You are at a just totally pivotal point in your business growth journey. Business growth journey, not just business journey. This is a journey of growth and you're entering that realm of the S-curve and it's a place for immense growth, not just in your business, but in you. Okay, this is, we talk about this all the time. It's why we are the Luminary Leadership Podcast, not just a business strategy podcast, because you will ultimately be capped by the thoughts you have, by the way you respond to struggle, by how you show up for your team, by how you show up even when it's hard. And we want to help you break through that so that the strategies we lay out in front of you actually work because they are going to take you very far if you're not yet the person you need to be in order to implement those strategies and take them to the next level. And this is a phase where we see the most transformation happen. I know that because this is where almost every single one of my incubator members enters our mastermind. They enter in a state of, I'm capped, I'm maxed out, I'm stressed out, and they exit a transformed leader with a brand new business and more profitability and possibility and time back into their life and quality of life. So I know based on real life experience, having done this for 12 years, that this is how it works. This is super, super powerful if you leverage it and you can reinvent your strategies as you can innovate, you can emerge stronger and, and more resilient than you came into the curve, okay? The S-curve, there is a visual representation of it. If you're watching this video, we'll have it pop up here so you can see it. But it's not just a visual representation. It is a narrative that actually mirrors the seasons of growth and setbacks and rejuvenation in your life and in your business. So don't lose heart. The plateau is natural, but we want to talk now about what actually causes it. Because this awareness is key. This, this awareness will change how you navigate it in the future because I hate to break it to you. It's not something you just go through once. So unless you stop growing and then fine, you can maintain forever. But one of the sneaky culprits in plateaus in business is complacency. You found success. And that can also sometimes lull us into this false sense of security. Like I'm gonna hang my hat on my past wins. And we become accustomed to the strategies that worked to get us to the successes we had, right? But we forget the importance of flexibility and adaptation and evolution. And it's as, as if we're becoming comfortable with the status quo again. We don't realize it. We think like, oh, we won and we're maintaining what we won. You got to play to win. We talk about this all the time. You got to play to win. You can't play to defend. You got to play on offense. So that comfort can start to act as an anchor, kind of like dragging you and slowing you down. And as success accumulates, that fear of change also becomes a culprit. Like we don't want to have to try new things. We don't want to have to work as hard as we worked to get to this point, to get to the next point. And we start resisting those adjustments because what we've done is working, right? Like it got us here. But this is the plot twist. What worked yesterday might not work as effectively tomorrow. What got you here won't get you there. So that's the innovation dilemma that you got to break through. And it's important to realize that the very success that brought you to this point can sometimes blind you to the need for change. 
I see that so often in the entrepreneurs I work with. The plateau isn't a sign of failure. It's an invitation to adapt and innovate. Hear me now. This is an invitation. This is an opportunity. This is what you needed to step into what's next. Otherwise, you would have stayed comfortable because it did work and you want to protect what you did. So had you not walked into this tough season, would you have had the cojones to do it differently? Would you have had the courage to innovate and change and grow? Or would you have gotten too comfortable? So sometimes this is the kick in the pants that we need to break through to what's next. So let that be, you know, your comfort as you navigate the emotions that come with something like this, because I'm not saying the emotions aren't real and that you're not supposed to feel them, but I am saying you can't let them consume you because there is another level for you, but you likely needed this, this push to get to that next level. So step for this cast a a new vision. You need to carve out, and, and before you fight me on this, you need to carve out a visionary day. There needs to be a day on your calendar within the next seven days. This is urgent. This is like if a client is on the fence and you have like a $50,000 deal on the table, you would not miss that call. You block a day. I don't care what you have to do. And you approach that day, not with a heavy heart of like, oh God, we got to figure out all the problems that we're facing and how are we going to, how are we going to do this? How are we going to navigate? You approach it with a renewed spirit. So do whatever you have to do to get your mind right before you have this day. And this visionary day is going to be run on that foundation of hope and possibility, not dread and desperation. And you've got to carve out time to get out of the weeds. This is not where you're in slack or in your project management system or on calls. This is you getting inspired again and recasting the vision. I don't care what you're walking through in this moment from a tangible, tactical day-to-day. We're not focusing on that on this visionary day. We are focusing on where we're going, why we do what we do, our mission, our heart for the business, our heart for the people we serve, the potential, the possibility. That is it. And when my clients say, I just had a call with a client who said, I cannot afford to take a day to do this. And my response was, you cannot afford to not take a day to do this. You will be out of business in a year. If you keep going with this trajectory, you cannot afford not to take a day to recast the vision of where the heck you're going. You can use that day to put your head down and get more work done and cross more off your, your task list to stroke your ego and make you think that you just move the needle a little bit but you will be in the same mess tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And maybe all your grinding will get you another client or will get you another sale that gets a little blip on the radar and gives you a false sense of security and hope of like, oh, finally things are moving in the right direction. But if you didn't change, if the vision didn't evolve, if you didn't tap into why you do what you do, you will be in the same mess six months from now, a year from now, and it will be worse the next time. Do the work you need to do to get up out of this for good, okay? So remember, you are not starting over. You are starting anew with knowledge and experience that you've gained along the way. Plateaus are just your chance to catch your breath for a second and ascend even higher. Let's make the plateau your new jumping off point and you're armed with fresh insights and a refined approach and hopefully a new level of leadership because you're willing to step into it. So I reminded you before, I'm going to say it again, episode 180, we'll link to it in the show notes. It's about getting a return on investment on failure. It's an actual tangible process to make failure profitable. This is where I don't don't love this phrase, like doing a post-mortem because nothing is dead, okay? But this is where you have to reflect back and 
get it right, right? Like make the changes, be flexible. So before you just brush off the dust and be super resilient, which is a great quality, um, you have to actually review and analyze and rework it before you try to re-enter again. Because if you just like work through the emotions of where you're at right now and like take a minute, visualize the future and then get back to the work, you're going to be in the same mess again because you didn't identify why it happened or where it's happening or where you're bloating the company in a way that's not serving the cash flow of the business or the growth of the business. And I recommend bringing someone else in to do this. This is something that we do as a team. My husband and I do this together. I have clients that I do this with to support them. This is not something meant to be done alone. So you do have to kind of strip away your ego a little bit to let other people in, but it's really important. And it's not a time to just beat yourself up, but it is a time to just strategically look at what was so that you can make new decisions going forward. So what I mean by this is you don't want to be knee-jerky. You don't want to go through the struggle and be like, okay, so I'm super stressed out, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire or I'm going to fire because we're spending too much money, or I'm going to launch, or I'm going to sell. Like, those things might happen, but let's make them from a position of leadership, not a position of panic. And you just have to be able to look at the facts and look at the data and identify what the next right move is. And when we're talking about innovation specifically, that's likely going to be one of the key things that you need to do going forward. We need to be on the cutting edge at all times as leaders, as entrepreneurs, or we're going to struggle through things like this. My guess is you probably got to a place where you weren't innovating, at least not strategically innovating, right? You can innovate if you're the type that comes up with a million new ideas a day. That's not necessarily going to serve things. But are you innovating? in congruence with what your customer base is asking for or what you're feeling called to or what's really working or what will be most profitable. So innovating doesn't necessarily mean revolutionizing your entire business model overnight. It can be as simple as refining your products or your services or um, introducing some new features or finding a new unique way to engage your audience or going back to your, like when you're in a place of stagnation and survival, your mind is not going to creative new things. It's going to like, oh my gosh, someone better buy from me or else I'm in big trouble or I need more money or whatever it might be. You have to be able to get yourself into a place where you're okay. You realize you are okay and you are in control of what happens next in terms of your attitude and how you show up for this and how you lead. And to say, in an ideal world, like if these pains weren't around me, what would we be doing to grow, to um, just cultivate life in our business and our bank account? So this is why you need to get into the right headspace before you innovate. So you're doing it from a place of inspiration and possibility, not stress and desperation, and take the time to get that right first. Next is diversification. So this isn't limited just to product offerings. It extends to exploring new markets or even tweaking your business model. Um, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone if it's going to serve the health of the business, which is the primary thing. The plateau is just such a good time to consider expanding your reach or um, looking into new ways to serve your clients diversifying. Do you have other ways to bring in income? Sometimes we get so, I had, I had a client that was, oh, they were in the S-curve. They were in the plateau stage. They were struggling and they were in such a beat up survival mindset and so overwhelmed and so stressed. And their issue was cash flow. He even said to me, Liz, this is super embarrassing to admit, but I have an inbox full of prospective clients 
asking about our services. And I've been so overwhelmed and so depressed through this process that I haven't even been able to get myself to open the inbox and look at their messages. It's like the answer and the solution is right there, but when you're so overwhelmed and you're so spread thin and you are barely surviving, you can't even get yourself to to look to the answer. So when we had a call and and I helped them see uh, their gaps and the possibility and remind them of who they are and why they do what they do, they were able to come into that inbox in a new frame of mind and sign like 15 new clients over the next week. It was wild. It was wild. And it's so much of this is mindset. So I want to talk about cash flow a little bit too. So when you're in this stage, oftentimes the fear is around cash flow. This is where you have to sometimes streamline a little bit. This is all very dependent on personalized to you and your your situation, but it is really important to know your numbers. It is important to clean up your numbers. Oftentimes what happens is because you're in that growth phase, you do things to support that growth. You hire, that's very expensive. You um, spend more money on product development. You spend money on marketing. You run at, like you do all the things. You have all these services that you're paying for monthly. And then you realize, oh my gosh, we have so bloated the machine. Like this is, we are so bloated from a money going out perspective. And then you have to be able to sit down and say, what do we actually need? Like if we got rid of half of these things, would it affect the bottom line of the business or not? Are they just nice to haves or they must haves? Cash flow, you want to protect cash flow during a time like this if it's one of the critical pieces for you in that time, okay? The next thing that's really important that we always go over with our clients is operations. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I can guarantee you you're falling to the level of your systems. Your systems are not operating well. You don't have them in working order. You're you're not using them because when you have good, strong systems, that alleviates so much of the pain and it prevents the train from going off the tracks because you have a process in a system that you stick to that you know works and it's a repeatable process. Maybe it can be improved, maybe it can be changed, but you're not just going like a wall and just totally, you know, destroying everything. So you have to look at your operations of your business and the systems of your business and say, man, do we have these in working order or do we not? So if this is something that is on your heart, on your mind, you're like, yes, I'm struggling with that. Make sure you go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader. That's where you're going to be able to get on the wait list for something that we have coming that's essentially peeling back the curtain and saying, take our systems, they work. So I wanna share that with you because I know this is a big struggle for people. Another thing is sales. So this is a little touchy. I I have, there are two schools of thought. Sales do cure a lot of these pains. When, like my, my client who like couldn't even go in his inbox because it was just all too overwhelming even though the answer was right there and it would have lead, led to sales. Yes, he got a bunch of sales, but he still had the same problems the next day. In fact, now he had 15 new clients that he had to manage. And it, but, so it alleviated the cash flow problem, but it doesn't fix the operations in the back end. It doesn't fix your leadership. It doesn't fix the, the place you're in right now. You had to go grind for those sales. So I say sales because of cash flow. I say get smart. Say what are the things that you can bring to your client base, to bring to your warm audience that you can sell to create some cash flow, but don't assume it's the solution to the problem. I had this guy in one of my masterminds once, a good guy, an incredible coach, 
just couldn't strip away his ego though. Like it was, it, it plagued him. And I'm so sorry for him because he's so gifted, but because he couldn't let down his walls and he always had to appear like he had it all together, he had a really hard time really growing through this curve. And he came to us once in a really low place, like totally plateaued. In fact, really like going into the red, things were pretty bad. He had overspent, just whatever. So he, we had a conversation and it was kind of a twofold conversation of stop the bleeding, get some cash flow. Here are some strategies for sales, but you have to fix these other things. You have to have a new vision going forward. You have to infuse that vision into your team. He got so excited about the sales and had over $100,000 come in over the next few weeks that he was solely focused on that and never fixed the other things. And not only did he end up worse off six months later, he and ended up having to dissolve the business because they they couldn't sustain. And it was, we could see the writing on the wall. We tried everything to get him to hear us and let us help him, but he was so sales hungry and thought that sales cured all. In fact, that was the message that he had sent to the mastermind. Sales cures all. I'm all good. Brought in 100K. Thanks for the help, guys. And then like kind of AWOLD and the poor guy couldn't sustain. So above all else, the most important piece of it all is leadership. There's no way around it. I know like people get frustrated when I talk about it because it feels esoteric. It's why we coach. It's why we have this podcast. It's very tangible. Do not let this experience be in vain. What is this teaching you? What did this save you from, right, in the future? Who are you becoming? Who do you need to be in order to get to that next level? Be adaptable. Um, be very careful with the stories you tell yourself because we will often tell tell ourselves a lie to to maybe um, justify the pain that we're in and keep leading, even in the darkest moments, keep leading in accordance with your values, not with your circumstances. You don't change your value structure. You don't change who you are in a negative way to as a leader because your circumstances got hard. That's when you're called to step up even more, to lead even better, to be even more entrenched in the values that you hold dear. And for the love of Pete, bring in people. Do not be an island. Team, mastermind, other visionaries, peers, friends, people who have the courage to hold up the mirror, tell you what you cannot see for yourself, and help you see what you cannot see. Do not go it alone. Do not be an island. Strip away your ego and pride. Let them in. And know that this is, again, not a reflection of your gifts. Sometimes we are so good at teaching the things that we struggle with. Do you want to know why I can speak to this like blindfolded in my sleep? Is because I've friggin' gone through it so many times. It sucks. It's visceral. I can think about it. Like I had fetal position moments where I had to have the people in my life be like, Liz, get off your ass and do something about it. You are here because you're you're seeking to serve this audience of people who are sitting back on their potential and you're not willing to let that happen and you want to help bring them home to their families so that they can have more freedom and prosperity and generational wealth and make an impact like you're not going to do that from the fetal position in your bathroom get up and go change the world figure it out this is a part of the process so you need those people in your corner to do that we are always here for you to be those people and if you're just feeling like you're in one of those modes where you're like i just don't know what to do next i don't have the clarity it's time to prioritize and figure out what is mission critical okay what's working what can you double down on what is not essential what can you strip away and get crystal clear if you need a tool to help you do that go to luminaryleadershipcode.com forward slash focused 
Okay, this is in the show notes. It is so essential to get laser focused when you're in one of these seasons. You cannot do it all. You cannot work off a checklist or a to-do list that will be your downfall, your demise. Okay, so go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused and go through Focused Entrepreneur. It is a free tool that is designed to get you up out of these situations. I use it constantly, especially when I notice myself starting to feel some of those symptoms that show me I'm going into that curve. So go use this tool, go share it with someone else. And if this spoke to you, can you please share it? It means so much to us when you pass this along because what we're bringing to you is stuff that we hope will serve entrepreneurs and help kind of break the mold on how entrepreneurship is done. Some of these messages are not the the common messages and we get that. So it's a slower growing beast, but it means the world to us and it helps our show grow. And if you're willing to take one second and, you know, in reviews, you can go and you can just click the five star and that takes a millisecond. You could also take like 20 seconds and write a review. I read all of them. They mean to the world to me and it helps us get incredible guests on the show. It helps us propel the show forward, be able to bring you more resources and pour into you in a bigger way. So thank you so much. You've got this. You've got this. I can't say it enough. You were made for this. You're made for a time like this. You are navigating this challenge for a purpose and a reason. Don't let it be in vain. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there, at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.